Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. We're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find out more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, we hope you enjoy today's program. Mark chapter 13 is a chapter that's difficult to understand. In this chapter, the Lord Jesus was speaking to his disciples by way of prophecies concerning events that must occur before the ushering in of the kingdom age. Many people study this chapter focusing on these prophecies while missing the real significance of his speaking. For in this chapter, he's not just predicting future events in order to entice us to follow the prophecies but rather he was preparing his disciples as well as all those who would follow the disciples to become his believers in future generations. This preparation was with a definite goal and purpose, not merely to strengthen our faith in his word by accurately predicting future events. No, much more than that. His word in this portion of scripture is to prepare all of his seeking ones for the producing and bringing forth of the new man. Ron Kangas has joined us as Ron, we come to this chapter, a lot of interesting events, a lot of historical events that have now been fulfilled, others that we're waiting for, and this aspect seems to occupy the hearts of uh, most people reading the Bible, but there's much, much more here, isn't there? There is much more, and what is here is of in another category from the latest guess who the Antichrist might be, or the latest hypothesis concerning the revival of the Roman Empire in Europe. I say this with a lot of feeling, because the phenomenal sale of fictional books and nonfiction books about prophecy indicates, in my view, that much of the Christian populace is addicted to prophetic things, understood in a way that they would like them to be understood, presented in a way that they want them to be presented. That is, before all this happens, I'm taken out of here by rapture. I won't go through anything. It's a curious thing to pursue. Until then, I just, you know, I love the Lord, but then I enjoy life in this world. And then I will just get everything Little or no thought of God's economy, God's goal, God's intention, what the tribulation period is meant to accomplish concerning God's heart's desire and his eternal purpose. At the end of your opening word, you mentioned that the Lord's word in this portion of Scripture is to prepare all of his seeking ones for the producing of the new man. Some with myopic vision, as they read the scriptures, will wonder, where's the new man in Mark 13? I thought this was a life study of Mark. I don't see the new man here. Well, there is a verse, verse 8, the beginning of birth pangs. And if we have a measure of spiritual understanding in relation to God's economy, we will realize these birth pangs 
are to bring forth a living being. What is to be brought forth? And we will see, Brother Lee relates this to John 16, where the disciples were travailing in birth in the interval between his death and resurrection. Mm. Then the Lord speaks about a man being born into the world. Then Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, Christ created a man, the one new man on the cross. And in Ephesians 4, we should put on this new man. And in Colossians 3, Christ is the constituent of the new man. We understand Mark 13, in particular verse 8, in light of the New Testament revelation concerning God's economy. And we will see, under the Lord's enlightening and the Spirit's anointing, we will realize that the essence of what is presented in a chapter such as Mark 13 is the universal travailing in the world situation in order for the nation of Israel to be reformed to carry out God's purpose in an earthly perspective and for the one new man to be fully brought forth and perfected for the carrying out of God's economy in full. And we believe we are not far away from this momentous time. And the light of prophecy, as Peter tells us in Second Peter, prophecy is like a lamp shining in a murky place. Right. We surely need to be enlightened by the prophetic word, not to satisfy our curiosity, but to prepare our being for the travailing, for the birth of the new man, and the coming again of the Lord Jesus, our glorious King. Mm. Well, Ron, I think that the way Witness Lee will open up this chapter 13 is really marvelous. He does it by focusing on two verses, one you just referred to, verse 8. Let me read verse 1 and verse 8, because in these two verses we see two items that will really guide us through this chapter, I think, along the course of what you've just outlined in your opening word. Verse 1 says, And as he was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. Uh, It's after this that the Lord tells the disciples uh, that the temple is going to be destroyed. Then, verse 8, For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These things are the beginning of birth pangs. So on the one hand, Ron, we have uh, the specific event related to the temple, other specific things spoken of, and then the more general vague things uh, that have gone on throughout history that he describes as the beginning of birth pangs, pointing to the fact that in addition to prophecies that are going to be filled, what he is really focused on and what he is focusing the disciples on is this delivery of the new man. All right, let's join Witness Lee. We have just two sections today, then we'll come back for more time. To get yourself prepared to receive or to enter into the Lord's death and resurrection is not a simple, brief thing. You have to go through the process from chapter 1 through chapter 10. Then from chapter 10, you have to accompany, to follow the safe Savior to Jerusalem. You have to enter into every vision. At the same time, you have 
to uh, listen to his tiling. He tells you what is coming in the coming days concerning the Jews, concerning the world situation, concerning the church, you see, and concerning the coming great tribulation, and concerning the Antichrist, and so forth. We have to know this. We have to study prophecies, not just for the study of prophecies, but for a kind of view that we know what the Lord is doing today, what entire world situation is for. This all for what? For the completion of the nation of Israel and also for the completion of the birth of the new man. And for us, because we are the believers, we are not the components of the nation of Israel, but we are surely the components of the new man. For us to realize the new man, we need the experience of his death and resurrection. We need his death and resurrection that we could uh, enter into the full enjoyment of this wonderful person as our universal replacement. Ron, certainly Witness Lee was a student of history and a student of prophecies. Uh, He knew these prophecies very well. So it's not as if we're presenting here today that the study of the prophecies has no value, and I'm sure that's not what you were saying, but he put it into a marvelous context here. It's a study of these things in order for us to enter into this view of what's happening in the unseen realm. Of course, the fulfillment of prophecy is happening in the seen realm, but it's what's happening in the unseen realm that is uh, most critical and most important, isn't it? It is to God, uh, whether it is to many of the believers, that's an open question. Brother Lee feared God and honored the Word of God. He was a careful, diligent student of the Scriptures. He went to the Lord at 91 for 70 years plus. And in the early years, he had much training in the prophecies. We would never minimize the place of the prophecies in the scriptures. But we need to reconsider and ask ourselves, generally, Christians today, when they study prophecy, when they listen to messages on prophecy and read books, even story books on prophecy, is that to prepare themselves for the Lord's coming? Is that to enable them to be the prudent virgins with the extra portion of oil, the filling of the Spirit in their soul? Is that to bring them into a vision of what God is doing, as indicated by the prophecies, to carry out his economy? Probably not. When the Lord Jesus was here, the scribes cared for the letter of the Scripture, but not for Christ. Mm-hmm. Today, many care for the prophecies as Puzzle pieces. Let's put them together. There have been debates over decades, pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation. 
partial rapture? What has been the spiritual benefit of all of this? I speak from my heart. We do need a ministry that will bring us back to God's intention, God's purpose. God is the one who ordained that there would be a great tribulation, that these things would happen. God does not ordain something that is unrelated to his eternal purpose. This must be intrinsically connected to God's purpose to have the body of Christ, the new man, which become the bride of Christ. Mm. And then that's followed by the kingdom. So Brother Lee although he knew the prophecies in detail, was burdened by the Lord and led of the Lord in giving this message to concentrate on how Mark 13 is related to God's purpose. And God's purpose, as indicated in Genesis 126, is to have a corporate man in his image representing him with his authority. The first man was a miserable failure, The old man was crucified. Christ created the one new man. This new man is brought forth in resurrection. That was the beginning. And these birth pangs that are just beginning will be the means through which God will have the new man who will carry out his economy. Do the popular books on prophecy speak of this? Do they encourage the Christians to turn to the Lord with their whole heart so that they would be enlightened by the prophecies, to become one with the Lord in prayer and living, to carry out his purpose in the prophecies. So in this matter, we really are a voice crying in the wilderness. Reconsider your way. Reconsider your approach to the prophetic scriptures. Re-examine your intentions. We are saying, based upon the totality of the divine revelation, especially in the New Testament, that the prophecies are for God's economy to have a corporate man bearing the image of Christ, expressing him, and representing him. And the enemy does not want this one new man to appear on the earth. Hence, there will be birth pangs, there will be travail throughout the whole world situation. But that is for Israel to be reformed, to be restored, to carry out its God-ordained function during the millennium, and for God's economy concerning the church to be carried out. That's as clear and as plain and as emphatic as I can make it today, Chris. Hmm. For the carrying out, Ron, of this uh, producing of the new man, the key element that we've talked about in previous programs, he mentioned it in this last portion, we'll come back to it in our final segment today, is this understanding that Christ is presenting himself here as the universal replacement. Even the destruction of the temple outwardly, and then he presents that he will be the replacement of the physical temple uh, when he told the disciples that in three days he will raise it up, of course, speaking of himself in resurrection replacing this outward uh, Old Testament temple. Then, of course, the death he dies on the cross a few days from now, uh, from this point in time, he's replacing the Old Testament sacrifices. So he is the replacement of the outward things. But for the producing of the new man, 
The real replacement that needs to take place is replacing us as the constituents. So let's join Witness Lee with our final segment today. You have to put all these things from chapter 1 up to uh, chapter 14 as a whole picture of the big jigsaw puzzle. This jigsaw puzzle picture is a complete picture of God's economy. The entire world is for the completion of the reformation of Israel and also for the completion of these universal birds, delivery of the new man. You have a clear view about the entire world, all the things happening for what purpose, and we sure know where we are. We are in the death of Christ. And we are in his resurrection. And we are in the enjoyment of such an all-inclusive replacement. We are here in Christ. To be in Christ is to be in the full enjoyment of the universal entire replacement through the all-inclusive death and his wonderful resurrection. This is why we need this book. You have to know the New Testament believers didn't enter into such a situation in an accidental way. No. From the very first day of the Slave Savior's ministry, these dear New Testament believers followed him. From the first chapter of Mark, our representatives were there. Peter, John. You see, they represented us. They were there. That means we were there. We entered into his all-inclusive days. Today, when you see the vision that Christ was there on the cross, you have to realize while he was there, you were there also. You were included. When he was resurrected, you were resurrected in him. You have to see this. That is your process. And where are you now? You have to say, hallelujah. I am in the ascension. I am in the ascension. And here, in resurrection and ascension, I am participating in the enjoyment of the all-inclusive universal replacement, who is now just the all-inclusive life-giving spirit, indwelling spirit. Hallelujah. Such a crucial thing is right in my spirit. And I live by the spirit. When I live by the spirit, this spirit will become the reality of Christ's death, of Christ's resurrection, and of Christ's ascension, even of Christ himself as my complete and full enjoyment. This is the way of the divine delivery of the new man. We ought to see this. Ron, let's go back to his word in the first section, that if we have a proper study of these things, it will bring us into a view. And if we're in this view, the view of God's economy, it will drive us to the experience that we've just had set before us, the reality of his death and resurrection. And for this, we must have the life-giving spirit. Exactly. This is a marvelous and precious light 
from the Lord's Word. First, the view that the birth pangs, in essence, are for the bringing forth in full of the one new man, because birth pangs are for the delivery of a human being. Then we have to consider, what is this one new man? What is the constituent of this one new man? Then we read Colossians 3, 10 and 11. And in this one new man, all the national, racial, cultural divisions and distinctions are eliminated. Christ is all. That's what it says. This is Christ replacing us. And Christ is in all. So we are still here as the redeemed, uplifted, recovered vessels of God with Christ in us. It's a marvelous beginning to have the vision of the new man being brought forth through the birth pangs. But in this new man, there is no self, there is no flesh, there is no natural person. If we are to be a part of the very thing we are seeing from the scriptures, that is the very new man brought forth through the birth pangs, we will then see another crucial matter that we have been emphasizing in this life study of Mark, that through his death and resurrection, in which we participate Christ becomes our replacement. Galatians 2.20, no longer I, but Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. In order for there to be a new man, there must be something more than birth pangs. There must be a group of people who actually have Christ replacing them with himself. For something to be our constituent, that thing must become our life, our element, our constituent. Clearly, Christ is this constituent, according to Colossians. Now we take the next step in order for Christ to be such a reconstituting element in us, such a replacement. He must be the life-giving spirit dwelling in us making home in us, living in us, saturating us. This is the perspective from which we in this ministry view the prophecies in Mark 13. In that chapter, we do not simply have information about what will happen in Israel, what will happen to the nations, about wars, about plagues, earthquakes. We have a view of a universal travailing of birth pangs to bring forth the new man in and for God's economy. The study of the prophecies should bring us to this vision. The tribulation is a tribulation of birth pangs to bring forth the new man. Then we should be immediately instructed by the Lord to realize this new man has only one person, one life, one element, all of which are Christ. If we are to be a part of that for which the whole earth will be travailing in birth, we need to allow Christ as the Spirit 
to replace us with himself, to live in us, actually even to become us, so that we would be part in reality and practicality of this one new man for which there will be unprecedented birth pangs. This is prophecy understood in the light of God's eternal economy. Mm. Well, Ron, we have just one program following this that somewhat concludes this section of Mark. Witness Lee gave these messages in two sets, really, and we'll begin that second set, and I hope you're able to join us. These matters of the prophecies in this chapter, but the prophecy viewed through the goal of God's economy, are opened up marvelously in the printed materials, in the Life Study messages. So we hope, if you're listening, you'd like to get these messages, you would contact us. We'll help you to obtain these volumes. Also, the recovery version with the footnotes are very helpful through all of these sections. Our toll-free number, if you would like to call us, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. That is all the time we have for today. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find out more about these two 20th century New Testament ministers, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, That's lsm.org. Thank you for listening today.